Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Faux Monday, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which, of course, we'll be back with on Thursday. But today is Monday. Happy Faux Monday, my favorite day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night in FOMO Sapiens 24-7. And today is a historic episode of FOMO Monday because we're going to do something new here that I've been really looking forward to doing. I got an uh, an Instagram DM from listener Frankie Thorogood, who's based in London. And he said, listen, you know, I've been listening to the show and and I, I have like massive FOBO. And I said, come on and talk about it with me. And he, he gamely said yes. And so today we're going to get into solving Frankie's FOBO and what I call FOMO therapy. I mean, FOMO, FOBO therapy, let's call it FOMO therapy. All right, Frankie, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, thank you very much, Patrick. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. All right, Frankie. So first of all, you're an interesting guy. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, yeah, brief history of me is um, um, I'm a super competitive guy in all fields. I love my sport and I love business. And um, when I left university in uh, 2010, it took me a couple of years to get going. But I managed to eventually find my calling, which was to start a sportswear brand in 2012. And I grew that business um, for nine years. And that was my entire life pretty much for nine years. And eventually had a successful exit of that company last summer, which was a great way to end that kind of journey in my life. Um, so that's what I've been doing most of my adult life. And um, and that's kind of what I love, business and sports and fitness um, and reading and writing. And uh, one of the books I've most recently read was your one, which I love. So thank you for that. No, it's my pleasure. And everybody go Google Frankie and TCA, which is the company he founded. And I found out when I did that, that like Dua Leapers trainer is wearing this stuff. A lot of people were in this stuff. This company grew really incredibly well. And so Frankie is your total full of sapiens because you also, according to your LinkedIn, have another company called Kaizen. So you're running two businesses. And I mean, you're doing it all. Let's get into what we're trying to deal with today. So what is the problem we are trying to solve? So the, the big problem for me, which um, I didn't, I wasn't able to put a name to for years um, until you know I come across your work, mm-hmm. is the fear of a better option. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I kind of found out that that was like a known, uh, you know, a known term and a known thing that other people also experienced, uh, I was just going through life suffering from it. And when I found out, it was like, wow, this is something that I really have quite bad, and it's holding me back. Um, and it was kind of showing up in my, all of my life from extremely small 
situations to extremely large and important situations and decisions. So the example that really springs to my mind whenever I think about my FOBO is uh, sitting in a restaurant with my friends and not being able to decide what to order. Um, and it got so bad that I would just, the waiter would ask me what I wanted and I would say, you know what, just come back to me at the end because I'm not ready and I want to go last. And mm. um, I would wait to hear what everyone else did to give myself more thinking time and also to kind of compare what I thought I was going to order versus what they ordered. And that's literally what I would I would suffer at meals, choosing what to order. As a classic, I guess, a classic case of a fear of a better option and like such a pathetic small thing to worry about. Um, but looking back, that's exactly what was happening to me. It's actually started to annoy my friends with it. So that's on a very small uh, case. And then on a you know, more bigger decision, um, you know, in business, we'll be deciding which supplier to use or I'll be deciding which uh, candidate to hire. And it will be the same principles at play, not being able to commit to a decision because I was worried that I'd be missing out on something better. And, you know, you start to get that uh, paralysis from analysis and uh, end up making no decision, which had taken me many years to realize that, you know, sometimes the wrong decision or any decision is better than none. Um, so that's my kind of like experience of FOBO and the kind of way it rears its head, I guess, in my life. Yeah. Thanks for, first of all, thank you for sharing that because it's like not easy to tell people. I mean, these are, these are very relatable things. I think a lot of us feel these, but like getting on a podcast and talking about them isn't like, it's not something that everybody does. So thank you for your sort of honesty. Uh, let it, I just want to have a couple of questions for you. Number one is let's take that first example. Cause it is like, I get your point. It's like such a dumb thing. And so it's just annoying that you would feel that way. Um, when you're, when you're, when you, let's get, first of all, if it's funny, do you have trouble like picking which table to sit at? Do you constantly try to move tables before or do you, is that not a problem? Are you, uh, I mean, have you been watching me secretly? Because that's exactly what I'm like. <laughs> no, I know. No, I know that. I know. The type. <laughs> I, 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 I seen it. Go to the restaurant, sit at the table, then you yeah. want to go to another one. And then it could, so like, it's a, it's not just, what's interesting about what that says is it's not just about the food. It's about all the things. So when you are sitting down at the table, like what is the feeling that you're having? Like, I guess, where do you think it's coming from? You know, I, 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 it's, I think this photo is closely related to like a maximizing, the word mm -hmm. maximizing, right? So I'm like, I want this experience to be as good as it can be, uh, this dinner that I'm having. Um, and, you know, I can see, or I can imagine that I'd have a more enjoyable time at another table because the view's better or the seat's more comfortable or something like that. So I can't help but just scan every situation and work out what I'm missing out on and what could be better about it. So yeah. I do exactly that in restaurants. Like I, I, to this day, every time I sit down, I'm doing exactly that. Yeah, I, I, I used to be that guy, so I get you. And do you ever, like, I, I'm curious, do you, have you tried, for example, one of the things that I've tried with the restaurant situation in particular is I will share multiple items or, and I will let the other people pick. So I've just completely outsourced my decision-making in those situations. And you don't have to do it forever because sometimes you have to eat alone. But one of the things that I have tried is literally saying like, you know what, as long as, you know, it's not super unhealthy, just order a bunch of stuff and we'll share it. Have you ever tried that? Yes. I, well, it has come up, Patrick, but the problem is I'm also extremely greedy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I hate, I hate sharing food. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's a symptom of growing up with five siblings. I don't know. Or maybe it's just, maybe that's just my excuse for being greedy. So, you know what, if I'm one-on-one -on -one with uh, my girlfriend, for example, I'm mm -hmm. happy for her to 
we'll, we'll share food because she's not going to like take or take it all away from me. But if it's with friends, oh my God, like that gives me anxiety sharing it. Wow. But I would say that um, in other contexts, I am very happy to have decisions outsourced and the less I know about it, the better. Um, so for example, holidays, you know, with holidays, I just fell into this because I think I was so busy with the business. If my friends wanted to go on a holiday, I, you know, they'd be discussing where to go and when and what to do. And I would just withdraw completely from that and just say, you know what, when you've decided, you know, book my ticket and, and send me your bank details. And it made holidays so enjoyable um, because I didn't have to do any of the thinking or leading on it or decision making. Mm. So, you know, I tried to draw inspiration from that, which just fell into place by luck more than anything. And, try, and I would try to apply that in a restaurant situation as well. Um, but, you know, I think it's interesting, like sometimes it, the FOBO comes up in different contexts and, you know, kind of um, in different ways. So um, I think um, I would like to be doing that in the, you know, in an eating in a restaurant situation mm. more than I am. But you have to, I guess your first step is to be aware of it, isn't it? And then start to be consciously applying these things at the time, I suppose. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. I have a little, I have an idea. I want you to try this and you're going to come back and tell me how it works. Okay. One thing I've noticed. So you, you're clearly capable of outsourcing, which is awesome. So like... You are, you, you are, um, you are like a, uh, not like a lost cause as it were. It's like, totally not. Obviously you were able to build a business, but you have this weird like tick or like this weird neurotic thing around certain things. And so what I have noticed for myself, by the way, cause I believe me, I always call myself the wounded healer. Cause I, I know exactly what it's like to feel this way is I want you to try an experiment. Next time you go to a restaurant, uh, with your friends or your girlfriend or whomever, you're going to say to them, okay, we're going to go into this place. You're going to pick the table. You're going to decide what I'm eating. I'm not even going to say. You're going to take the menu and you're going to decide what I'm eating. Oh, my God. And what's going to happen? This is my thesis, okay? You're going to look at the menu. They're going to decide. And then you will have one chance to choose something different. Because what happens in this situation is all of a sudden you are forced to actually go with what you want. So I'm going to be, I'd be like, Frankie, you know what I'm getting you? I'm getting you a carvery board. That's <laughs> an English food thing that I, that I think is hilarious. And then you're going to be like, no, I want a salad. Done. Your decision is made. So you, I'm really forcing you. Try that out. Because I think the problem that we have, the problem that we have with FOBO, and, and you know, you've read the book, so you know, is that we have all these great options in front of us and we keep going back and back and back and back and forth. 
right? Mm-hmm. And we can't break out of that pattern of a decision. But when you're forced, it's like, it's when you, when somebody puts a limit on you, and I talk about this in, in one of the chapters of the book, um, how it's like with hotel tonight, they, they basically give you one option a day and then it disappears. If somebody really puts an ultimatum on you, you are forced to decide. So I want you to try that because I think, I think it's going to work for you. Now I do want to, I want to go to the bigger thing about like picking a supplier. Mm-hmm. So obviously similar stuff, but like, you know, you said you're comfortable outsourcing and in this situation, like you're, I mean, I'm sure you know a lot about suppliers, but you also, you know, there's lots of people can advise you. Why do you think it is that with a supplier thing, you're not comfortable getting the advice that you need to be, to drive to a decision? I think it's, um, you know, it, you can, I think we can apply the same principle to that mm-hmm. situation to some extent where I should reach out to like trusted advisors. I think you refer to them as, and ask for their opinion on the supplier in, in this case. Um, but the ultimate, you know, decision is going to be left to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes more difficult when it's a uh, less easily, well, it's a longer, the decision is going to have an impact for a much longer time mm-hmm. and it's less easy to reverse out of it. Mm-hmm. So you start, you're going to sign a contract, for example, with a supplier. Yeah. So I guess that's the reasons why it's slightly different. And, but when you make that decision, both of them could be perfectly acceptable, right? So you're just, you're at the point, like either one is fine. You've gotten to the point, you've looked at the terms you negotiated and you're sort of like, well, either is good. And so you're literally stuck because you can't decide between two things that you in your mind are perceiving as equal. Is that not correct? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Okay. So what I'm going to ask you to do here, I'm going to ask you to go to your number two or one of your strongest advisors. I'm going to ask you to present the two options. I'm going to ask you to advocate for them. And then I'm going to let, have you outsource the choice to them. And you will have one chance to change it. Same mm. thing. Because mm. again, your problem isn't that you don't do the work, that you're not smart. Like you're, you have all the stuff you need to make the decision. You're stuck at the final stage where you've done all the work, you're at the finish line, and you're just simply afraid of regret and afraid mm. of not hitting the maximum. And so you have to force the decision and then your gut will tell you if you want to take it back. So you're going to force mm. that on yourself, okay? And um, if your company goes bankrupt, I will be there to support you, but it won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll change your number. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 I want free merch. Um, so that's <laughs> what you're going to do, all right? So, okay, so so these are, it's, I've learned something in this. Like this, I've never done this before, but I guess what I'm getting at, and you hear me loud and clear, I guess, actually, you know what? I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell me what you think I'm saying to you so that I make yeah. sure that you got it. Yes, good, good idea. I think what you're saying is, um, assuming I've done my data uh, collection and my, you know, I've done my research and my work, mm-hmm. I can then, you know, narrow it down to a number of options. In this case, take them to a trusted advisor or a number two, and ask them to make the decision for me. And at that point, I then get one chance to change and pick something else. That's right. Right. And I think, yeah, and I think, I do think that will work um, because um, I do agree that often you can't, when you're put on the spot, when you overanalyze things, you lose the gut instincts, I think. And if you're put on the spot or you're forced for some reason to, you know, forced, forced for some reason to make a decision, your gut jumps back into play. And, you know, like when we've been talking, what it's really reminded me of is something that used to happen with my, one of my little brothers or sisters when they were a, much younger child and they couldn't decide what toy or what sweet they wanted or something mm-hmm. and so i used to put them behind my back one in each hand 
and say, fine, like pick a hand. And they would pick a hand. And as soon as they saw what one they'd picked, which toy they picked, they would either grab it and run and play, or they would be like, oh my God, no, give me the other toy. So it's the exact same thing, I think. They just kind of were forced to realize what they really wanted. And that's kind of what I'm imagining I'm going to be, uh, you know, kind of bringing it back into play now. I love it. That's actually, by the way, an amazing analogy. All right, everybody. <laughs> FOMO therapy. I think we, we, I think we did it. Uh, Frankie Thorogood, where can people find you if they want to follow your journey? Well, guys, I, uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you like. It's the, the urban artist, the urban artist. Um, so I would love to just make, make friends on there. It's nothing, you know, nothing too serious, but a bit of fun and uh, just love to chat to other people. And if people have got the stories to share or advice and tips, then I would love to hear it. So definitely reach out on Instagram. Um, and I also started writing a lot more on my blog, which I'll share on the Instagram page anyway. So I'd just love to get people's feedback on, on my writing as well. All right, everybody. I, I got to tell you, this is a great story because Frankie wrote me on Instagram. I wrote him back because I do that, by the way. If you write me, I write you back, I promise. And here he is. We come on the show and I think we had a really awesome conversation. And now I have a new friend. So everybody, go follow Frankie and write me if you need some FOMO therapy. All right, everybody. Until Thursday, this has been Faux Mondays. Take care of yourselves. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 